Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Bell. Fire that mother up! Oh, oh yeah. yeah! You can already hear the crowd. Dang it, never gets old. So beautiful. Welcome to the Bubba's About Broke Podcast. <laughs> With host Jackson McLaren, co-host Caleb Stratton, co-host Melvin McLaren, and co-host Jeremy Burr. Tonight's show is brought to you by the Brickyard Cafe. Oh, yeah! Yeah, it is. Here in Franklin, Kentucky. <laughs> we got Mr. Donald about ready to come over here and say hello, give us a little information. Right. What about, uh, a, what about a one-man show right there, man? He's running right. He's working this whole bar area. This place is packed, and he's running it, so that's awesome. Man, here we are at the Brickyard Cafe in Franklin, freaking Kentucky. Right on the square. Our first sponsor that we ever had for Bubba's About Broke podcast. Right here, everybody. And uh, we're so glad to be here. They got a great facility. They got a great food. They got great bar. It's awesome, man. What do you think about it? I'm enjoying it. This is awesome. This is a great place. Oh, we got some good grub tonight. Yeah. I was was chowing down. Yeah, you were. Yeah, man. You got the ribs, didn't you? Yes, sir. Got the ribs. I've had a little bit of everything. Mary Lynn's food, Dottie's. Probably nanas. Mary Lynn, thanks for the hamburger. I appreciate that. I saw you over there, yeah, just chowing down. Just like all high the school, man. It's he crazy. always says he won't eat, and then he goes around eating everybody else's food. I That's why that, he never orders anything. I've exactly. did that. I've did that since what, Jackson? Ever since I've known you. 1989. <laughs> oh yeah, eighty nine. Yeah. <laughs> Everything revolves around that. I don't think Jackson knew you in nineteen eighty nine. Hey man. We're gonna get Donald years. Williams over here as soon as he gets done taking care of some customers up there. But what we're gonna do, where was we at last week, everybody? Last week we went we had the honor and the privilege of going to the National Fairgrounds Speedway Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony. Oh, I was and, gonna say we're in your basement. Yeah. No, <laughs> well we were Monday, I guess. But, yeah, we went down there and got to be a part of that event. Uh, the King Richard Petty got inducted. Darrell Waltrip was down there. Several other great people were there, and uh, it was just a really cool event. And it was I mean, awesome. That, it was awesome. It yeah. was awesome. It was speechless. It was, was cool. Speechless. We got to get on the red carpet, and we took a picture, and the camera didn't yeah. break. No, it didn't break. That was pretty cool, man. Yeah. Right, you didn't break you didn't, you didn't break the lens, Melvin. No, I didn't. Jackson, talk about Duck River Raceway Park, man. What a fun year we've had with them. Yeah, we've had a great year with uh, everybody at Duck River Raceway Park. Started out back in February with uh, Winterfest, and that started our partnership with them. It's been a great year. We've been down there a few times. Uh, Jeremy's raced there. I got to race there this year. Yes, sir. And uh, it's been a blast. So uh, they ended up their season uh, Saturday night. Jeremy, you were actually there. Yep. We went and, uh, uh, I went down there Saturday, me and my uh, youngest, and uh, watched the 10K Hunt the Front um, race. And then uh, they had all their other classes out there for a 1,000 to win. And then they had their, their big end-all, be-all enduro, 3,000 to win. They ended up with 68 enduro cars there it 68 was, cars took the green flag it was that is nuts. crazy and the best car out there i gotta say the best car i saw out there was they had a hearse 
Oh yeah, I've seen that <laughs> car. All, a hearse. I've seen that car. It was all like ground effects. They had a casket in the back. Like it was. <laughs> Did you hear that, Lord? Spectacular. They had a race car at Duck River this week. It was a hearse with a casket in the back. I saw all- the picture. I didn't know that was a race car. Yeah, yes, it was an enduro. enduro. It was an enduro car. It's like the third enduro. He's ran with it. I'd like to see Cole Baxter driving that. <laughs> I'll, I'll ride in the hearse. I'll ride, ride in, in the, the coffin casket. with a Long Island yeah. tea. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you can throw me out in turn four, and I'll slide off the bank with a Long Island tea in my hand. I don't care. But uh, we want to congratulate uh, Braden Skinner, who was the champion in the Bubba's About Broke 602 late models, and Dustin Harris, who won uh, the 602 feature at the Gobbler this weekend. Woo! That's awesome to be able to have that uh, name to go behind your uh, your title to go behind your name. Yeah, That's absolutely. Some hard stuff. I mean, we'll have to talk to Rick here in a little bit. Mr. Four Time is in the house. That's right. Four Time. Snowball Derby. Yeah, we got the Snowball Derby coming up uh, next weekend. We're going to be down there. Uh, we're sponsoring Jeremy Mayfield uh, in the Outlaw Late Model Division. He's driving for Bubba Winslow. And uh, we're going to be on the side of their car, and we're going to be down there on Saturday hanging out with Jeremy and all those guys. And we'll be down there the whole weekend, but we'll be in the pits uh, with Jeremy Mayfield on Saturday. I'll be missing you guys. That's going to be cool, man. That's going to be fun. Order up. Caleb. Caleb. Caleb, right here. Right here. Donald, when you hand him that, I need you to sit down for 10 seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Mr. Donald Williams in the house, who is the bartender at the Brickyard Cafe. He's been a longtime friend of the family, and uh, we're going to let him talk about what the Brickyard Cafe has to offer here. Get get up on that mic, son, like you own take, it. Take a break. Put the earbuds on. Don't mess the hair up, though. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> we got DJ Donald in the house. DJ Donald in the house. Can't mess up the hair. All right. Sorry it took me so long. You're busy. All right, buddy. Tell <laughs> us what's going on up here at the Brickyard Cafe. Well, we got, uh, just want to put an announcement out there. We got our Christmas coming up, so make your reservations for Christmas parties. Um, I'm probably forgetting something, but I don't know. Um, we do, Remember, we do happy hour Monday through Saturday, 3 to 6. I wouldn't know nothing about that. And yeah, I'm here Monday. <laughs> Malvin's happy hours Friday. every day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is a holiday season, and uh, like uh, Robert does a lot of catering for events. So if you have anything you need done for Thanksgiving, Christmas, anything, give Robert a shout. Uh, you want to come be my assistant? I can use it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. How do you do this, man? How do you do this? I've been doing this for 33 years, so I'm used what? to it. He just running the whole time. Right? I mean, there's I don't know what 30 people, 40 in here, and you're hit, you're taking, and plus the other side that we don't even see. So you're taking care of both sides right now. No, well, I mean, I'm taking care of this right here in the bar. I got servers that are taking care of the other side, but I got to make their drinks. Yeah, you got I me. Mean, yeah, you got to make all the drinks. Well, you're doing a heck of a job. So. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate what do you think about it? I think he's doing a spectacular job. He made me one of his little uh, Thanksgiving margaritas here. Was it good? It, it is on point. Is it? <laughs> you heard it from Jeremy Bird. That, that was on the new point. one that I came up that I did today, so I'm glad you liked it. I like well, it. Well, all right, buddy. <laughs> I like hey. the little stick, cinnamon stick in there. I know, right? Gives <laughs> that's, it a little cool. pep. Yeah. <laughs> well, brother, we thank you. You need to go get uh, your co-host or co-worker there. 
Amaya. Amaya, I think we need to sing happy birthday yeah, to her. Yeah, it's her birthday. She's oh, what? See if you can go round her up so we can <laughs> knock out birthdays. Hey, really they're going to bring us some fried green beans, too, here in a minute. Ooh, fried green beans really? at the Brickyard mm-hmm. Cafe. My God, man. Lori, Lori need, ordered them for I always us. need some more of those. All right, Jackson, knock out some shout-outs, brother. We're waiting on right, Amaya. I, I got you. I got you. Uh, we have Joey Katina from Hickory, North Carolina. Haley Williams from Cross Plains, Tennessee. John Brooks from Portland, Tennessee. Uh, Dennis Weischer from uh, Gallatin, Tennessee. Sarah Jacobs out of the state of Iowa. Ooh. ooh. Ricky Haynes. Ricky Haynes. He's a board member for the Fairgrounds Hall of Fame. We saw him down there last week. Uh, Wendell Davis. Uh, Just Be Fit Jim in White House, Tennessee, <laughs> and Hometown Exposure Incorporated out of Grand Junction, Michigan. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, how about that for some shout-outs, everybody? Thank y'all. We love everybody. Uh, every time we look on this uh, Facebook page, we get new followers, and we're out on TikTok, Instagram, and all kinds of stuff. I didn't even know we was on. I seen Podvine, Podbay, all kinds know, of stuff. I don't even know are. what that is, but we're on it, so that's pretty impressive. So, hey, two special people in the house tonight, everybody. Two special people right here. It's their birthdays. Karen Burr and Amaya. You're going to have to tell me your last name. Chandler. Chandler? Mm -hmm. Amaya Chandler. Amaya's been working here for a long time. It's her sweet 16th birthday. So, everybody, I want everybody to sing happy birthday in just a second. We've got a few more right here, Jackson. Read them out. These are racers from, from the Middle Tennessee Racing News calendar that some of us may have it's very informative yeah it's a good calendar uh we got zach johnson buddy williams vicky jordan and tyler whaley how about that are is everybody ready to sing happy birthday to these beautiful people uh i think i'm ready <coughs> me 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 i'm just gonna lip sync it but <laughs> ready yeah. happy birthday to you it was like me happy <laughs> birthday to you Happy birthday, everybody. <laughs> what happened to your voice? Happy birthday to you. What happened to your voice there? SpongeBob. It went a little... Uh, we had that recorded just for y'all, SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, we know Tom Kenny. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Did you? Thank you. Don't, don't, it don't. Hey, don't encourage him. Yeah, please, please don't. Yeah, no. Am I going to have to start singing every weekend again? No. Absolutely. Not. She said you absolutely not. don't know what you're not. doing. No. <laughs> well, thank you for everything please. you do. You've been up here a while, hadn't you? Yes, sure have. All right. 16 years old. I remember that, I think. I don't I think remember I was that. From you probably don't time. remember. I was running from the cops at 16, then I was a cop at 19. <laughs> it worked out perfect. They make the best. You know what to do when you got to be. I did, man. I did. I knew where they were hiding. You're like, I know all the tricks. All right, man. You do the tricks of the trade. Here you go. All right, man. We're gonna knock out an advertisement real quick. Vroom Light Restoration Kit. It's a two-step lens cleaner. You can find it on VroomLight.com. Eric Meredith and his daughter created this. They're engineers. Uh, it's awesome stuff to clean your headlight lens, and we have found something else that cleans. Jeremy. Yes, it does. It does very well for your dirt racers out there that gets you get them dings and dents in your uh, in your visors. Takes it all out. So, I love it. I used it. I would recommend it highly for your dirt racers. I don't know about the asphalt guys. You know, it's probably still the same way, but it works really well on uh, 
helmet visors and stuff. If your if your shield's scarred up in a pavement car, then something's so probably I was terribly say, that means wrong. That means your head hit a roll bar or yeah, something. Yeah, something's <laughs> terribly wrong. Yeah. But VroomLight.com, check them out. They got a five dollar off code going right now for thirty four dollars and some change. This is the best headlight lens cleaner I've like ever that. seen. And some change. And some change, man. <laughs> so uh, thank you for that. And uh, we're gonna hit a couple of more real quick, and we'll get right back to you. Made by Mosley, number one graphic wrap in Nashville. From your entire car to a sticker on the wall, Keith Mosley will bring your ideas to life with over 20 years of experience. No job is too big or too small. Contact Made by Mosley at 615-887-1468. Located at 7430 Cycle Lane, Goodlesville, Tennessee. Now let's talk about Tornado Safe Room of Murfreesboro. This, the owners are... Wayne and Terry Basket. They are installing peace of mind one room at a time, protecting families nationwide since 1994. They've tested them up to 450 miles per hour of wind. Actual clients have been saved from injury by this shelter. Their platforms are Facebook and Instagram, and you can find them at tornadosaferoom.com. Phone number is 615-631-5415. Pied Piper Herbs, located at 506 South Broadway, Portland, Tennessee. Phone number is 615-745-4311. Go see Chase and Jimmy. It's a locally owned herb shop, and they have everything. Herbs to essential oils, diffusers, and a lot more. Everything. Their hours are always open, six days a week, seven in the morning, Monday through Saturday. Now let's move on to Senor Fajitas. After you hit the herb shop, Hit Senor Fajita's Mexican Kitchen and Cantina. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Three locations in Oak Grove, Tennessee, Portland, Tennessee, or Linda, Tennessee. Look them up on Facebook. We're back at the Brickyard Cafe with a full crowd. Very nice. Yep. This is a fun event. Rick, we have to throw them advertisements in there, boy. They make the world go round, don't they? I heard y'all <laughs> talking about sponsorship with Robbie here just a little while ago and Cole. And uh, that's what makes the racing happen. It's a never-ending thing, man. It's, sure. it's tough. But it makes uh, that that's make those cars go around in circles. Yeah. It does. It pays the gas bill. It hey. does. Well, let's get into our guest. I'm very excited about this. We have Mr. Rick Stamper here <laughs> at the Brickyard Cafe. Well, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Doing that, good. Is that weird to have people clapping for you? Yeah. No, nah, he's used to it, I'm sure. I'm yeah. usually having people yelling at me. I right. know one thing. He's used to people. They're hearing people clap on those race cars. He's got. Yeah, going man. Yeah. Man. What about that? Talk about that, Jackson. Man, the All American Weekend. What about that? Uh, that was awesome, man. It was. That I was know great. that you reached out to me and said that that was probably of all the stuff that you've done, and we'll get into that in a minute. About that was the most, probably the most proudest thing that you ever seen. Is that correct? You're correct. Yeah, that was good. Just a good event. Yeah, all I was going to say, what kind of three, feeling three is that? Out of, top three or. Out of the top five, you had three cars and yes, yes, sir, including that's the winner, awesome. yeah. including the winner, yeah, and had a second place on Saturday night in street stop. Oh, oh, that's right. I didn't even know that. That's right. that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick, well, Rick Chilvers, congratulations, Rick Chilvers, and not Rick Stamper. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he got it going on, man. And man, you got some of your boys out here that I'm sure they help you on the race team. You got Cole and his dad, and and some of the other buddies here. That's awesome that they come show you the support. It sure is. Yeah. Well, let's take it back to what got you into racing, man. When did you get started in racing? Uh, I grew up in it. My, I can 
tell you my age a little bit. We <laughs> oui. it's okay. I say I, it all the time. I remember watching races at Beach Bend in the late sixties. Wow! And my dad was racing then. That's awesome. And uh, just went on from there. He uh, would go to Nashville on Saturday night and race at Beach Bend on Sunday. I was a huge Lukey Buford fan. Just loved that Harper Ford. I was a Ford guy, as you can see from some of my pictures when I first started racing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, We're sorry. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I braces with it. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah, you sure did. I saw the pictures. And, uh, you know, I started doing my own thing in 1985. Uh, built my first car. My dad had a salvage yard, so that helped. Oh, yeah. And uh, I pulled the motor out of my street car. I was driving around and put it in the race car. And, wow. <laughs> And, uh, Sometimes that's what you got to do to get it done. That's what I had to do. That's awesome, yeah. man. And uh, I, the very last race, I couldn't wait. I was going to put my it was a 69 Mach 1 four-speed 351 Cleveland car and blow the motor to the last race. So mm. I didn't have a motor put back in my street car. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what did you do? Uh, Dad had a salvage yard. Oh, <laughs> Put one together, huh? Go out there and dig another 351. Man, was there not some mean motors? Oh, My first car was a 1974 Grand Torino. My daddy, mm. if he knew what I did to that car, he would have probably killed me right now. Yeah. <clears throat> We've all been there. What'd you do to it? <laughs> I drove the crap out of it. What I did, run from the police and everything, boy. Yeah. Hendersonville PD couldn't catch me. Were you the local? Oh, local no. Were you the local Bo Duke? Local Bo Duke. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, I was the I was the Shackle Island Bo Duke in Hendersonville. <laughs> so, what was the first uh, racing division that you started out in? Was it at Beach Bend? Yes. Uh, Dallas Jones bought the track in 1985, and uh, I pulled old Mustang out of the salvage yard back there. And, it was doing pretty good, but the guys from Louisville started coming down. Guys from Whitesville that already had been racing for years. Oh, yeah. I think I could tell you I'm probably Mr. Second Place for the first 10 years I raced. I probably finished second more than any guy in the history of racing. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> hey, I don't, I, there ain't nothing wrong with second place, you know. No, no, no. no. Thank you. Nothing That's wrong with fried green, uh, green beans either. No, no. They're definitely good. Have you had any of those? They're hot. They're very hot. So what about this figure eight racing? Yeah, I want to get into that. I mean, we've watched this a few times. Them guys have got a... In the 60s at Beach Bend, they would, uh, the flagman would stand as they came up through here, and they would have so many cars that they would have to stop half of them to give the green flag to the other ones. I mean, and that's what my dad did. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's insane. Yeah. Like, it's insane to watch them nowadays. I couldn't imagine them back in the day. No. Well, I know I seen them cut a car in half up there right. at Beach Bend one night. You remember that? that I don't remember bad. who the was it. Paco? It was Paco. Paco. Yeah. I can't remember his name, his real name, but his nickname was Paco. But yeah. uh, ripped after, it clean in half. After I talked to him, uh, he ended up going on and driving one of them front runner cars for us at Veterans Motorplex. But he said that he don't even remember it. He said I drove all the way home. Don't even remember how I got there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. It, it was fun. Yeah, we were. Jackson was racing mini cups then up there. He was probably eight years old, mm-hmm. and of course they put us the very last race of the night. And yeah. It was like eleven o'clock before he ever took the green flag. Five laps, and they give us five laps. But uh, you know, we wanted to race, so right. that's what we had to do. To, and it was fun, though, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was. That was a good track. A lot of memories there. So, uh, 
What did you move on to doing after the figure eight? You won the championship doing figure eight, right? Yeah, in 92. Uh, I didn't drive my own car. I actually drove Ralph Oliver's car, which is Dylan Oliver's dad. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I won my first race in 1987, my first feature, and, uh, in a Ford Granada. And, uh, a Ford Granada. Yeah. yeah, that's a name you don't hear. Yeah, and I won, we won 17 races in two years later. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nick got destroyed in the figure eight. And, uh, you know, I went on from that, built another one. And they were unibody cars, and they just didn't. You reckon they just had to throw away. So oh, yeah. I decided it was time to move on to a Chevrolet because you know, I built a Camaro. Yeah. And, ooh, by 1992, I, I built my Camaro, and uh, I actually started some people come to me and wanted me to drive for them. And uh, drove for them that year, and then they decided they didn't want to race anymore, so I bought their car out of the car and uh, ran it in 93 and won the championship. In 93, they called them street stocks back then. And, but, you know, in 97 or 96, I won 16 races out of 19 we had. Wow. <laughs> nobody nobody liked me because, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. When well, you start winning, you're nope. nobody wants to be a part when of it. you're winning them all, yep. they don't like you no more. No, no. not at all. And, but it didn't take long not to. You know, I've done pretty good in 97. And uh, we, uh, in 96, they let some cars from Highland Rim come up and they had three links in them so they're just better so yeah. in 97 I built me a three link car and started out and I was leading points again and none of them guys come back so they outlawed the three link car and here I was had a car don't race. you love that oh yeah about right no. yeah that's about right that just <laughs> that's crazy man yeah. But so that's two championships we're talking now yeah. then you moved on into the sportsman yeah now how tough was that to transition from the Street stocks of the sportsman, which are similar, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, it just uh, it was uh, done really well. I mean, that's uh, they were just so much different to drive because I'm used to when you pull it, car when you go in the corner, it scoot about a foot and then sit. And I drove in the corner the first time I ever drove one of them that didn't move. I said, Oh, oh, <laughs> so you stayed in the line you were in yeah. now. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Look at here. Now, is that was that by design because you had a good setup, or was yeah. it just that, that's what them cars did? Uh, that me and Bruce Vaughn and Jimmy Victor had some epic battles at Beach Bend, and uh, Kevin Lamastis. And I won five races in a row, and Bruce got a little PO'd about it. And, <laughs> I, I invited him down to to uh, the ditch down there and see which one of us come back, <laughs> and because uh, he bump and run it didn't exist to then, but he invented it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> invented the bump and run. I love that man. And uh, uh, Bruce Bruce was a heck of a racer, and uh, then I uh, went on and started racing some in Highland Rim. I never raced anywhere since Beach Bend. Mm-hmm. Well, I bet that was a... That was when you went down high. there, you was probably like, look at this, man. And Banked, yeah. It took me took me a little while to get to have hang of it. And finished second like three weeks in a row. <laughs> he, did, he was almost had the hang of it right yeah. off the bat, <laughs> right didn't he, up. Jeremy? Yeah. Yep. yeah, I just couldn't do anything with Jimmy Victor and Bruce. They, they were tough. Now, we're Those talking are some names right there. And we're talking about... We're talking about a big difference from what we see on the tracks today. Oh, yeah. Other than the street stocks, like Cole and Jackson's done, I'm talking about back then you were running with probably how many cars at 
Veterans Motorplex in Beach Bend. Uh, Twenty some night, sure. Every night, yeah. every time you went down there. See that? Yeah. So that's a strong statement. That's a strong yeah, that's for a that little track. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, for real. Because <laughs> I can remember going down there in the 80s, and the street stocks would start at the, of course, at the, the flag stand and go all the way back to where turn two was coming out of turn two. Yeah. Just unbelievable. Yeah. So I, I was going to ask you this, uh, and we've, we've brought this up a few times, guys. Caleb, we've talked about it a lot just amongst ourselves. What's happening? What I mean, and I always say you can blame the economy easily on racing, but what has happened in your opinion? What is happening to the car counts, the crowd? What's going on, man? I, I and tracks closing. Yeah, I contributed a lot to the kids are not in the garage with their dads like they was back when I was growing up. I mean, uh, you know, they're sitting in there with their thumbs doing this with games. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's got a lot to do with it. And the economy, of course. Yeah. But just, you know, you know, the whole time I was growing up, I was just obsessed with it. I mean, still in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. That's Never leaves you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, 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 it's worse than any other drug that's out oh, there, I feel. Right. Like, you know, right. you know, it's an expensive, it's an expensive habit, but, you know, it is definitely the uh, better for your health habit, I guess we'll say, you know. Um, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you always have the flukes, but, you know, like, it's just, I was like that with my dad, too, you know, like being growing up. Like, I mean, he raced for 30 years, and there wasn't a day that went by that we weren't doing something with the race car, whether it be painting it, fixing the body, doing motor work, you know, all that. And, and even my kids nowadays, you know, like, they want to come to the track and they want to watch me race. But when it comes time to work on the car, they're like, see ya, yeah. you know. You know, my oldest, he's like, oh, you know, you should, you should build a car and let me drive it. No. <laughs> you, want, you, you, you come out here and help me build it, and then I'll let you drive it. Yeah. That would be cool. He don't want to do it. But, uh, <laughs> he, want, he, he wants the easy route, you know. He's like, you get the car ready, and then I'll just get in and race it. And I'm like, nah. Yeah. Like, you got you got to do more than that, you know. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of guys like to show up Friday night with their helmet. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you can see that trickling down through the truck series. I mean, Kyle Bush said, you know, he said that the truck series was full of trust fund kids. Right. And and he was getting frustrated about that. And uh but then uh, I guess I mean, he did because he sold all of his Yeah, stuff. he ended up selling <laughs> out. So Right, but the reality of it is now, you know, I mean, I I don't disagree with what you were saying, but the reality of it is now is it, it's it's not about can you drive the car or, or you know or, or how much experience you got in the seat. It's about how much money you're bringing to the table. Yeah, you know, and and that's rough. You know, like for for the generation that we're getting into, you know, it makes it hard to watch. Yeah. You know, because you get somebody out there that's got a big deep pocket. And they can't drive the car, drive themselves out of wet paper bas- or wet paper bag, you know. Yeah. And they crash everybody on the track. And who wants to watch that? You know, I mean, yeah, there's people that want to see the accidents and, you know, the excitement, you know, but the drama that comes from it. But, you know, me, I, I want to see some competitiveness, you know. Like, I want to see the, you know, the Daryl Waltrips and the Dale Earnhardts and, you know, the Ricky Rudds and 
all those guys, you know, back in the day were, you know, they're beating and banging, but they, they were holding on to them cars while they were doing it. You know, they weren't, they weren't just crashing, you know, like, so I, I, think I, I miss that. I days are over. They, they are for the <laughs> most part, but, but I miss that, you know, I miss watching the races that, like that. You know, you still have some local guys that, that run like that, you know, that do, you know, they can go out there and rub fenders with the best of them and, you know, talk about it after the races like it was, you know, the best time of their lives, you know, and then you got the guy that you go out there and rub a fender with and all they want to do is box, you know, and it's yeah. like, <laughs> you know, oh, you scratched my car, you know, well, you shouldn't be out here if I, you're worried well, about me scratching we, your car. We, we've seen that collectively in several races that we've run in. They don't want you to, they have an absolute meltdown if they get a tire rub on the side of their car, these people. Do. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a race car. Look where you're at, dude. And uh, these people, and we know some personally that did that, they would freaking have a meltdown, man. Right. And you had that happen in the Dirt Series. Yeah, I, I had it happen in the Dirt Series. I mean, a couple times this, this past season, you know, like, you know, I'm out there racing and, you know, somebody comes across your nose and, you know, and I pull it into the pits and it's like, I got six dudes there, you know, want to fight because, you know, I spun their, their guy out. No, I didn't spin your guy out. Your guy spun himself out, you know. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do, you know, like, I'm not going to stop on the racetrack because your guy decided he wanted to change three lanes, you know, like, that's not my fault. I always said when you got to the track beginning of the season, get your pictures, well, it's new, boys. That's right. right. That's, that's what, what we I always said. did. We do, them in, we do them in our driveway. Get, but get I, I, I say, Jackson, that car will never be any prettier than it is right now. As soon as we got it wrapped, we took Good. pictures. There's an 80% chance that we're going to tear it up trying to get it in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Which we yeah, which yeah. we've done. I bet we've all done once, it, oh, yeah. one time. One I, time. I, I, we peeled the whole side that. off of it. I don't think I've done that yet. Oh, I did. I peeled the whole side skirt off of it. <laughs> to it. I was like, "Well, damn, there's that." It's like, well, I'm not so worried about going to the track job because it's already damaged. So it's all right. So, uh, what's uh, a memory that sticks out in your mind as far as your driving career? Just a one. It can be more than one race, but just something that sticks out to you. Probably in 1993, I was leading the points and. I Got a phone call on Thursday night, and uh, Dad had passed away. Mm. Had to race the next night. I was leading the points, and I went and raced. I knew that's what he wanted me to do. Yeah. And uh, that was probably the hardest, just trying to concentrate on what he was trying to do. Yeah. Wound up finishing second. <laughs> second? Golly. But this guy's a second dude, man. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but that, that stands out. As much as anything, uh, went and raced at Salem twice uh, in the Halloween 200. Oh, really? Yeah, didn't do very good in either one. But when I raced in it, there was 100 cars both times. Okay, yeah. Miles. What what was that like? That's insane. That the is first time, my mind. the first time, I remember I went into turn three and this guy spun in front of me and he was looking me dead in the eyes and I thought I was going to hit him right in the door. And the track is so his banked. eyes about that yeah, big around. The track was so banked. The time I got to him, he was gone. <laughs> Just self cleaning. Yeah, it? I said, wow. <laughs> I never had raced on anything that big and that banked. So I got a question for you, Rick. That's insane. Before we we'll jump jump into Cole here. Um, so as I was reading your bio, like you know, you you said you know you went from you know the the, the Saturday Night Racer and you moved on to where you were started helping people build cars, you know, and then you started doing it on your own, building your own chassis and <clears> stuff like that. So what what prompted you to make that transition? Was it just you and you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, you enjoy what you do. So, I mean, it was it. You know, you just 
was ready to step out of the seat or was it just no the opportunity money money i had to work on people's cars to afford to to run my car and then it got to where i was doing so much work on theirs i didn't have time to work on mine well, yeah i got I can uh, see that yeah and uh, uh me and ken crabtree started two or three cars that's ken sitting right over here and and uh, i would wind up everybody come in there and uh, try to buy them and you know no i won't race this car i won't race this car i think i sold four in a row that i just about had done that i was going to race and last one come in is actually the car that uh uh, Blaine Aiken's running now. Uh, Jerry Coron was bugging me to death about it. I said, I'm going to price this sucker so high so he'll leave me alone. <laughs> uh-uh. I gave him a price and he reached for his hip. I said, damn. <laughs> Should have went a little higher. Damn. <laughs> I, I could have got more. Well, how, <laughs> speaking of that, how many race cars do you think you've built in your career and, and put out there in the racing world? Uh, around 52. 52 cars. Now, is that, is, that you, is that you building your own and, and selling them, or is that just since you started? Oh, it's just since I started doing it. Wow, that's and amazing. When did that happen? When did you start doing that part? I built my, I've got a homemade jig I built in 1995. I mean, I built cars before that, but they were just for me. But I built that jig in 1995, and the first customer was actually Ralph R. Wow. And uh, started bending up cages for him, or for, for cars, and uh, I've still got that jig to this day. I've got it sitting in the shop with a car on it I'm building right now for That's me awesome. and Matt Fuqua is going to run in Pensacola and Mobile. Matt Ooh, Fuqua. Matt's going to get him to come up here. He's going to Pensacola, huh? We'll be there, man. That'll be a show. Yeah, we're going to be <laughs> Boy, there. Boy, he's a good dude. He man. is. He did good in All-American, he, too. We were proud of he him. Got, he got after it. He did. He's helped us out when we went down to Cordell. Yeah, we were in Georgia. He came over there and helped us out on our car. We were, you know, Thomas, of course, came, but they had to blow the motor. They had a rough weekend. And they had a rough weekend, and you may have been there with us. I was. You was with I us. I thought I remember you being there. Yeah, 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 I remember, yeah. Man, what about that engine change? Yeah. Them daggum late model and super late model guys were coming over and watching y'all change <laughs> yeah. that engine. Yeah, that, uh, that motor, we blew it up at Nashville the first race this year. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that little motor was a nice, a good little motor. Boy, it sounded mean. It sounded mean, yeah. It sounded wicked. <laughs> it was like, what do y'all got in there? <laughs> oh God, it sounds like a, That's actually it sounds like a cup motor. Uh-huh. That's actually the cheapest motor I own. And really? I bought, every, I bought every piece of it used. Except the valves and the, put all new valve train in it. Of course, when it blew up on the valves. Yeah. The one new that was a beautiful out. car, man. It is, yeah. It was a beautiful car. Hey, we're going to catch a few more advertisements. We're going to get back and we're going to talk to Cole Baxter here for a second and talk about y'all's relationship with racing. Your pet's got a problem? Go straight to Macon County Veterinarian Hospital, located at 2586 Highway 52, Lafayette, Tennessee. A professional staff understands your need for speed, and they are open Monday through Saturday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call them at 615-666-8063. Got a big problem with a tree? Call Broadleaf Tree Care. Professionals at tree removal to include high-risk emergency removals. They will climb it and cut it down. They also offer stump grinding and custom lumber milling. Contact the owner, Ben Burns, at 615-574-4306. Y'all write that down. located at 380 <laughs> Meadow Road, Portland, Tennessee. Cole's typing over here. You got a problem. Response. You need a machine. Like, okay, I got that. Powers I got Machine Shop. Yeah, all the phone numbers. <laughs> Powers Road, 
Deckard, Tennessee. The owner is Clint Powers, and his contact number is 931-808-3384. He and his team offer a wide range of machining to include fabrication, grinding, and welding. Anything that needs to be repaired will be repaired. And while we're talking about things that need repair you know this and one. taken care of, Tornado Safe Room of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That's close. They are offering <laughs> peace of mind one room at a time, protecting families nationwide since 1994. They've tested their shelters in up to 450 miles an hour winds. Actual clients have been saved from injury. You can find them on Tornado's Safe Room dot com. Their platforms are Facebook and Instagram. Phone number is 615-631-5415. Don't that guy got a mean voice? Yes, he does. <coughs> it's re- it's yeah. really smooth. I love that. <clears throat> we are have Cole Baxter sitting here. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Cole Baxter with a fourth place finish at the All-American 400 Freaking Weekend. <laughs> driving a Rick Stamper race car. Digging. Dick. Let me tell you, I hadn't hollered that much since Jackson drove that race. Let's put it all into perspective. Where did you start, Cole? I started 12th out of, I believe, 32 cars. And drove it up to 4th. Yes, sir. That is the, awesome. That is amazing, It was dude. a battle. My man. nerves were shot, dude, because I, we have built a relationship with you. And, of course, you're like, I mean, it's like you are like me seeing Jackson out there. So... Of course, we love you, man. Right. And, and and I was like, oh, my God, I, I, my nerves were shot, man. The, be, the best part of the whole show was Melvin's watching and, and screaming, and Robbie's without his back to the track, telling, <laughs> asking what happened. What's going on? Where's he at? What's he doing? Get, what's it, it's all good, buddy. Let's like, go he, get a beer. <laughs> but my God, man, I've seen you wreck three times, and you still come out of I've seen you go back five positions and st- it was amazing race man yeah, it, i was trying to hang on that's for sure uh not an easy car to drive but no spoiler uh, yeah not at all. that was the biggest thing that he couldn't you know it was like he come in he go my god that thing's bouncing everywhere i knew it was going to be that way too yeah. it's just different you Th- know. thomas and uh, uh pork chop you know pork chop was our crew chief at night and you know man he's been on the big track right and uh everything he said was was true. Was true. He's yeah. like, do this here, do that there. Jackson was able to bring the car in, not a scratch. It was a great night. You did the same thing. Uh, man, tell us about your relationship with Mr. Rick here. I mean, he, he's the reason I get to do this, honestly. Um, we blew that pure stock up at Whitesville, and I was without a car or a motor. And we didn't know whether we just needed to go for a new car or a new motor. And Dad was saying I was getting too advanced to still be running pure stock. And Too uh, advanced? Did you go, yeah, Dad, I am. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> I concur with your statement. <laughs> yes, I am. Let's, let's go, go shopping. To, let's get a super late model and go to Pensacola. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was thinking like there's no way we can pull anything more than this because I mean, we don't have all the money in the world and uh, it just so happened Dylan was driving this car at the Halloween 200 that year and uh, we talked to Rick and dad actually went over there to buy a car from him or try to buy a car from him and it turned out Dylan was going to drive that car and they worked out a deal for me to drive for Rick so 
and I mean, I didn't really. That's know a big deal. That. Yeah. Didn't you tell me that you come home from school or something? Your dad said you ain't gonna believe this, son. You got a race car. <laughs> uh, no, I was in South Carolina helping Dylan and his son race a go kart, and we were on the way back, and Dad called and he said, "Well, you've got a ride, and we'll be racing street stock." So. Awesome. Wow. I think that's the year that we went to the Halloween when Dylan was driving that car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I remember I knew Cole then, and I was like, hey, we're up here. I waved at you. <laughs> yeah. I saw him down on, down in the pits. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It, it the, was cold. <laughs> it was cold. It was, and it rained oh, it like was before cold. that, too. It was cold. It, it, that yeah. weekend, so they, they it was cold at cold. Duck River this weekend. <laughs> if I hadn't had a four-wheel drive, I wouldn't have got out of the parking lot. Oh, yeah, it was really? muddy. No. It was so muddy I was spinning all four times, throwing mud all over everybody's cars. But Rick, man... I think it's so awesome that you reach out to these young men and give them an opportunity of a lifetime. I mean, is that just something that as you get older that you decided, man, I'm going to do this? Well, basically, I, I quit racing in 2009. My wife had a heart attack, and uh, that's when I quit driving. And uh, walked away from sport for about three years, maybe four, and a buddy of mine had cancer. And he fought it hard. And he, beat it and I told him if you if you beat it I'm gonna put we'll put a car back in and we'll go back to racing. And so we did. And uh, run last everywhere we went. <laughs> but you was out there. Yeah and uh, I got thinking, you know, I didn't build the car, I I bought it. And uh, I said I I can build something better than this. So I, <laughs> I drug a frame up on the jig and I built him a car, still running last. So I've got another frame and jug it up on the jig, and I had this young man calling me that uh, was wanting to drive one of my cars. His name is Dylan Owens. We know that guy. And uh, I said, well, Dylan, you know, I just don't know that I can afford it. And uh, we went to Missouri and raced. And one thing with Billy, we went to South Carolina and raced, Florida and raced, and went to South Carolina, Missouri. Dang. I had a ball, and I got tired of finishing last. Yeah. And so, long story short, the car that uh, I drug up on the jig is the one that won All-American 400 this past Saturday night. Oh, really? Oh, wow. And So, uh, so what was the difference? Or can you tell? <laughs> I built a, a total chassis that I'd never had built before, and but I knew it was about 100 pounds of lighter. And I just, I've had some ideas in my head and I tried them out. And, uh, and in the meantime, Robbie come over trying to buy that car. That's the one he was trying to buy. I would have never uh, thought that in a million years. Yeah. No, not Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you. what transpired was we was going to let both of them share the car. And as, after we got the car done, we took it to the first race. I watched the race and we knew we had a good fix. Anderson. And we ran it on old tires. He started with y'all's accident. Was that the race we were at? Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. Yep. And uh, I told Robbie, I said, I've got a car sitting over here. I said, need to put the kid in the car. I don't know. I said, come on, Robbie. I said, need to put the kid in the car. He didn't tell me that he'd never drove straight shift in his life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to learn somewhere. Yeah. Everybody's got yeah, a first time. But them, them little clutches is something is hard to learn. And I... For the first year, I, I guess he killed it 250 times. <laughs> Is it like the late model ones? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. We went and through that. I went through that in the late models. <laughs> but the very first time he run in it, 
he went way faster than I'd ever went with the guy that was driving for me before that. And I said, oh, look at here. You found a, <laughs> gym. Got you found a gym in the yeah. rough, man. And uh, I just watched him race that night, and I liked his calmness. You know, Dylan's like a wild Indian going to. <laughs> <laughs> All in, huh? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I like that, too. Yeah. I hate both it's of them. got yeah. the time it's to, a good, to be done. Yeah, yeah. it's a good thing to have. He, I don't know. I just, I just like the way he drove the car and, you know, the rest is history. Already got a win. Yeah. CRE win, man. And that was something else. And, Cole, you told me you've ran how many races in your life? Uh, after Nashville, that's my 18th career race. Wow. And most of those are CRA, right? Uh, yeah, I think 12 of the – no, I think 11 of them are street Dang. Stuff. That's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. He's a driver, man. His name's Cole. I mean, Cole. Cole. He's got yeah, the, his name's Cole. He's what got you the think? name. <laughs> we took him to IRP like, a year before last, and me and Robbie were standing there, and he drove in the corner and – Three deep on the outside, both of us just covered our eyes. <laughs> so did he. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't looking either. He was like, oh, I can tell you exactly what I was looking at, actually. I was looking in the fender of the guy beside me because I wasn't sure if he was going to stop coming up or not. Ooh, yeah. And, but you made it. Yeah, Robin said, did he come out the other side? And I said, I, said, I can't see that damn silver car nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah we, we heard talked about that. We yeah. talk, Jackson had mentioned that to me. Uh, Thomas Pinnell, who's a friend of all of us. Yeah. He told me when Jackson was driving a street stock, uh, a pure stock, it was black. And he said, man, can't see it. You don't need to have a black car. And I was like, why? You know, and he was like, dude, you can't see it, man. Because the Highland Rim, you know, or Veterans Motorplex, it's dim and and maybe watchful too. But so we, we went with white cars after that. And you can see them. Yeah. I actually spray painted Jackson's bumpers with a fluorescent orange. That's what we had, yeah. On the front and his bumpers. That's all we had to do. So yeah. People, yeah. Because I understand that. It's it's a scary to think that. You don't think about that, you know. So you need to think about that. What did y'all think when, Cole, when Cole was looking at the <laughs> infield at coming, You're in trouble. Coming off turn two when you got real loose at oh, RP yeah. and that I saw that video of it. <laughs> you were hanging it out there. Yeah. He was dirt driving. Oh, he was sideways. <laughs> yeah, I came in and told Dad first thing. Of course, we can't have the push the talk button in the car. Yeah. I was like, you got to change something. It's undrivable. Like, I am 90 degrees sideways. Yeah, you were sideways completely. <laughs> hey, what would Michael Waltrip say? Huh? What would Michael Waltrip say? I want you to do it. He's sideways. <laughs> That's his favorite line, ain't it? He's sideways. And they don't even... No, they're He'll, not even They'll say sideways. it when they barely even bobble. They like to exaggerate a lot. Well, uh, about the white race car, I need you to talk to somebody behind me over here about that because I've been trying for a while. Oh, about Probably. a white race car? Oh, man, they're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? What? Uh, well, that's true. You can't keep them clean. Oh, it's all yeah, right. Yeah. It looks good. Hey, Thomas Fennell quote. They're battle scars. He said, man, it don't matter how good a race car driver you are. When you pull up and that car looks badass. <laughs> People are intimidated by him telling them to go, go red, red and yellow. Yeah, red, red and yellow. yellow. Like this color right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who would do that? Yeah, that was his first <laughs> right there. So, Rick, what would you like to see me, with this me, race? Me and Robbie ain't going to be friends anymore. He's, he's dissing my car color. So, Rick, what is your... Uh, I'm going to bring spray paint to the next track. <laughs> what fight. is your goal? Uh, where do you want all this to go? What do you, uh, or did you, would you ever thought it got to where it is today? I've been watching, you know, the Kimmel series and 
started watching the Kimmel series in Salem, and then, and you know, there's two guys that are just head, always winning the races. Mm-hmm. That's Brett Hudson and Jackie Barnes. Yep, yep. And my goal was to get up there racing with them. And uh, now that we've got there, I want to stay there. Well, you're there. Yeah, friend. y'all are definitely there. And I'll have to say, they they have been a tremendous help. Yep. Dylan go talk to them, and they 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 got to work the other night. Hudson had answered every question we ever had. And then the other night, he said he wouldn't tell us a couple things. So. Nah, <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, you know you're home that's when you now. Know you're doing all right. Yeah. yeah, that's when you know you're you're hitting something. When you're knocking on the door, they're like, okay, you need to figure some stuff out on your own now. Right. But you know, a good race car driver like and a good car builder and all these guys over here you know you want the competition you know yeah. i mean uh, jeremy's real good at that he'll he'll help anybody in the dirt series that he can because he don't want you know you just don't want to go out there and lap everybody every race because right. then it's like wow i'm winning another race yeah. we got we, we had people i mean this past season we had a a big show at, at clarksville and we probably had 10 or 15 traveling guys that never been to the track, you know, and they went out there for, I don't remember if it was qualifying or if it was their heat race, and they broke, and, you know, they're, they're scrambling. There's nothing really around there to, to go buy anything, you know, and parts are limited. And so I bring everything but the kitchen sink to the track because, you know, like, if I need to, I, I got it. You know, I might miss the heat race or whatever, but I'm ready to go. And so this guy, this one guy was scrambling for parts and he's like, hey, I know you don't know me, he said, but, uh, you know, do you, uh, he said, everybody told me to come ask you if you had these parts. And I'm like, yep, I got them in the bins in the trailer. So, you know, I, I gave him the part, you know, and he's like, well, how much do I owe you? And I'm like, man, just talk to me after the race, you know, like, just get your car fixed, you know, get out there. You know, he qualified like quarter second faster than me, you know, he was going to beat me for the night, but everybody's like, why did you do that? You know, and I'm like why not you know like this dude drove hundreds of miles to come here and race with us you know and i'm not going to put him on the trailer because i got something and i don't want i don't want him to beat me you know like you know you got a better car than me you got a better car than me you know like i'm out here to have fun and enjoy myself and some people take it to the other spectrum they're like oh you know he broke good luck for him you know now i'm now it's one less car i gotta beat you know and i'm like why why be like that you know like what's the point of that you know and so, you know, I always try to help everybody, you know, like regardless of whether I like you or I don't like you or, you know, or you're going to beat me or I'm, you know, or not, you know, like if I got it. Hey, you know, and then this guy come over after the race, you know, he got, he ended up finishing like third place or whatever, but he come over after the race and he's like, Hey, you know, like what all you for the party? And I said, just give me like 20 or 30 dollars 500 dollars yeah <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right somewhere <laughs> and he's like are you serious and i'm like and it, you know it's just a pull-off part you know like it's not like i went to the parts store and had a brand new one sitting in my trailer you know it's, it's a used part give me 20 30 bucks and you know have a good night you know yeah you know and you make friends you're like such that. a good guy you dude. are jeremy you make friends like that you know and if i decide you know we're talking about what we're going to do for this season you know i might run into him at another track and i'm hoping that He's going to return the favor if something like that happens to yeah. me, you know? Well, that's the biggest thing uh, during my racing that I've enjoyed is just the people you meet, you know? Right. Oh, man. The camaraderie. You ain't a kidding. You know? And, you and, know, and, and that's me yeah. with this, like, this podcast, you know? Like, I don't, I didn't know 90% of the people that I know now, 
you know, since I start before I started doing this, you know, and I meet people all the time, you know, y'all and stuff, you know, and it, it's great to meet people and, 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 and put yourself out there and get to know, you know, and if, if at some point yep. in my career, you know, if I ever get to that point, you know, hey, I know that you build cars and I know that you, you know, you're, you're good at this track and that track, you know, so I'm going to come and talk to you about, you know, what should I do or how should I do this or, you know, you, you, that, that you build those relationships, you know, and it makes, it makes things so great, you know, no matter what your future endeavors are, you always know, or if you end up at a track, you know, like, you run into somebody that I've met, you know, and it, it's great to sit down and talk to somebody or help them out because now we know each other, you know, like, you know, like I said, you know, I came to Nashville, I ain't got a, I ain't got a clue, you know, what I was doing there, you know, and, but I enjoyed every minute of it. We, I mean, we introduced him to pavement racing. Yeah. Uh, look, I envy you guys with all this tech and he stuff, was like, man. Like, they're going I was to just, where? Tech <laughs> again? <laughs> Hell, we done been there three times. We're going again. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't do a whole lot while I was there. You know, I think I went and got a couple tires for for Robbie and well, stuff. Hey, man, you know? that's that and, helps. And man. I was. I was exhausted at the end of the day. I, was like, I couldn't imagine that these guys that are actually working on the cars. Well, these guys over here, just man. nuts. You know, like I was, I was exhausted with what, what little bit I was doing. You know, like I couldn't imagine, imagine being full fledged into it. You know, see a dirt race day, you show up at three or four o'clock, you unload, you race, you, you run a couple of heat laps, then you do your uh, qualifying, your, your qualifying, you race, and you're home by eight or nine o'clock. Run your heat race, you run but your man, feature, you're done. Man, he was like, "What in the world? Or what's? Why are we eight, here at eight o'clock in the morning? Yeah, eight o'clock pits open. What? <laughs> yeah, hey man, I mean, it's good. Oh, go ahead, Jeremy. That was it. Oh, he said that was it. That was it. Huh? Run with week. the pros. Day Racing Products, located at 7428 Cycle Lane, uh, Millersville. They offer complete <laughs> engine rebuilds, crate motor certified. They also offer chassis dyno and engine dyno services. Call them for details at 888-860-7223 or email Stephanie Ashburn at dayracingproducts.com. Once you build it, Run it at that? Duck River know. Raceway Park. It's a Woodford Lemonade. It's owned by Russell and Angie Booth, and it's managed by Chelsea Booth. <laughs> he said. It's located at 1100 Good Aspen Chapel Road. Couldn't have smelled that. Tennessee. He took a drink of it. Mix They've it been up. doing uh, dirt uh, track racing since 1973. Couldn't have been bad. He took a drink Facebook after he whiffed it. For upcoming racing. Dang, I drove. I forgot about that. <laughs> need an Drinking order? Need a call the subpoena need a play is quiet. Get a whole southern structure. As for Caleb Buck, call 941-786-8862. Go visit him at 890 Highway 52 East, Lafayette, Tennessee. How about a pizza? Need a pizza today? Oh, Jets Pizza. Yeah. They've Stay got away five from my, locations. My corporate sponsor. One in Littlesville, Tennessee. One in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And one in Springfield, Tennessee. When they pay me, I pay you. So stay away from them. I'll take three steps backwards. No, that's the We're going to do the last one. Motorplex at the rim. 6801 Kelly Willis Road, Greenbrier. They offer a seasonal racing venue and auto racing events on a quarter mile banked track. Check them out on Facebook. What is that? Get to the Brickyard Cafe in Franklin, Kentucky. It's on the square. It's a first class mix of Mediterranean, Italian, and American food, offering weekly specials, including the bar. See Donald Williams. 
See Donald Melvin. Williams and oh, ask for a Melvin Long Island tea or a Woodford lemonade. Is that what you said? Saturday. Yeah. We'll call that the Cole Baxter drink. <laughs> the Cole Baxter drink. We're back here at the Brickyard Cafe with Mr. Rick Stamper. And we are having a good time, aren't we? Man. Oh, we're having a blast. This is a blast. This is awesome, man. Got Cole Baxter in here, his crew, Robbie, bunch of Bubba's about broke family and fans. Donald Williams is in the house. Everybody, let's give him an applause for everything he's done. Donald Williams, baby! It's kind of his house. So yeah. It is his house. It is his house, yeah. Is he killing it tonight? Killing it. Yes. That's not the word for killing it. Killing it's an understatement. So, I know you built a lot of cars for a lot of people, but just kind of give a, a run-through of some of the people that you've built cars for over the years. I know there's been a lot. Uh, Jerry Coron and Robert Coron, uh, they won the uh, Tennessee Asphalt Championship over at Whitesville with a car built for them. Uh, Blaine Aiken's dad probably has won more championships of cars that I've built than anybody. Oh, wow. Built uh, cars. Uh, Thomas Pinnell built cars for him. Uh, uh, my latest car is one that Blaine's got to the very last one I built. And... Uh, as you can see, it's a pretty good car. That's a good car that yeah. he has, yeah, for sure. I, I quit building cars for people because I didn't want to build anymore, but Philip called me, and he said, uh, man, I want you to build me a car. You built all mine. I said, Philip, I'm retired. <laughs> he said, I want one for my son, and he said, you're the only one I trust built. What do you say, yeah? Yeah, well, he, he, he puts you in the corner. You're like, yeah. damn, yeah, you know, like, what do I do it. now, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I built that car, and... About the first three or four times we raced against it, he kicked our butt. Yeah, he's he's done really well yeah, in CRE. And, and that kid, that kid's he's a good kid. That kid's going to be special. Yeah, he's a wheel man for sure. Him and Gold's going to have some epic battles over the next few years. Already did. I mean, y'all yeah. were oh, yeah. door oh, to yeah. door, dude. I was loving that. It that was, was so cool. And they had, you know, they had the goat behind them, Chucky. You know, Chucky's the goat. Yeah. About it. And y'all never touched, did you? Uh, I think you <laughs> ran in on me one time. I was going to say, it was, if you he, did, he it was close. He it off in there and uh, one and two. Of course, you never saw it on the video mm -hmm. Racing America. He, he put one on me. And we stayed side by side. And, yeah, that was awesome, dude. Um, I like in your in-car. I didn't I didn't see it in the race, but you dove into three and you got beside that guy. <laughs> and he went, you could hear it go. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh, man, he's digging. Yeah, I had to, I had to go. Because that guy was – you were a lot faster in that car. Yeah. And, and eventually you got the move on him, but – you like y'all like hit doors and it like squeaked. There's like you rubbed yeah. against each other. It was cool. He had the chalkboard, the yeah. nails on the chalkboard oh, going yeah. on. My nerves were shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know uh, the Fuquay's have driven your cars, right? Uh, Matt Fuquay's car is mine. It is. You know Matt Fuquay. He's probably he's he's a heck of a driver, man. He is. I mean, he is a he is he is. <laughs> He's mad. Yeah, he's mad. <laughs> he's, he's interesting. But he's boy, a, he can drive. I enjoyed Jackson hearing the stories. Jackson got to drive against him in a limited race. Last, and boy, yeah, last was, year, yeah. Jackson was more impressed and more excited about getting to drive with him. And I was Thomas. like, how oh, cool he's running this race. He That's got neat. to drive with Thomas and Matt. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. I remember one night we was over White's. We're running a 200 lap CRA race. We we put ours on the roof, flipped. It. Oh, I said, well, I'm going to look over here. I had two cars running at Highland Rim, see how these guys are doing. Well, here's a picture of one of my cars with one sitting on it. 
I can see the back bumper in the windshield. <laughs> Matt and Thomas is wrecking down here in the corner. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, well, he was like, I'm going to be busy this, this is a week. Bad, it's a bad weekend. <laughs> and I just I just turned it off. I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> and I get a message from Thomas. He caused every bit of that, and I get one from, from Matt. He just called every bit of that. I said, well, let me watch the video, and I'll see what happened. I still I just never gave him my opinion. <laughs> you just had to do all the work to fix it. Well, Thomas probably did. He knows how to do all that stuff. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, Thomas Pinnell's helped us out. My God, man. Well, there's a whole bunch of races we'd have never raced if it hadn't been for him. And that's just probably all they more, are, too. more than half of them, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> he has a really good air gauge. <laughs> it's accurate, isn't it? Did I ever tell you, Rick, that I would use an air gauge for five years that was 10 pounds off? It was at least a couple years, wow. yeah. On the high side. Yeah. So we would go out and qualify. Put 22 pounds in, I had 32. Yeah. And we just wonder why <laughs> the, we was pushing tight all the In the time. race. We didn't have one of those, you know. So not, finally, we do now. We do now. But. So finally, Caleb... Uh, didn't you buy that air gauge for me? Yeah. I, he went and bought, <laughs> he said, Here, he went and bought one of the good, what are they called? Well, because you chunked the other one in the field. I so took the other one something. in the field, man. Well, that was, you, I mean, we could have just taken 10 pounds off and been fine. But. Yeah, you, no, I don't no, know. No, I'm through it. I was pissed. Somebody, you said somebody checked the air pressure, and they were like, why do you got so much air in there? I well, did. Thomas did. No, Thomas. I was checking it, and yeah. Thomas said, what is that saying? And I told him. He's like, who pounds? put the air in there? And I was like, Jackson? Yeah, I was like, I put 22 in it. What are you talking about? And he's like, well, it says 32. I was like. Oh. Can you imagine in a race after about 10 or 15 laps what that was? The oh, tires yeah. should explode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had about 70 pounds of air in them. Yeah, no kidding. My For season, years. Yeah. My first the season racing at Highland Rim, I was, it was a young kid trying to get a start. And his, his name was Thomas Pennell. I think he was about 14. God, I bet 14. that was a handful. <laughs> nobody would really associate with him, talk with him. And he'd come over, and I, I treated him just like, you know, I was racing against him. I, I was a rookie there myself, and I treated him just like I did anybody else. We become pretty good friends then. And of course, now he's, he's uh, got one of my cars. Yeah, and he's a softball coach. Yeah, yeah. What's up? <laughs> and he's got girls. He was he's here. A girls softball coach for Portland Middle School. He came by earlier. He was here. Yeah, he was here. Yeah. Thought that. I bet you if, if you would have seen Thomas when he was 18 years old and you told him that's what he was going to do, <laughs> You're gonna be he would have dad. probably shot you between the eyes, man. <laughs> oh, he was eat up in the races. He was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it showed. I mean, that man's won a lot of races. Oh, yeah. And uh, a lot of races. And, boy, they know how to work on a race car. I ain't never seen nothing like it, man. Yeah. I kept telling him, I said, dude, you need to go on up and try to get a job in the, like a bigger series with your knowledge. Nah, I like doing this, you know. Uh, speaking of bigger series in 1996 when I won all them races, I got invited to Bruco to try out for the Bush Grand National team. Really? Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Like, there was a catch to it. They won't know how much money I can bring with me. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, we could talk about that all night long, yeah. couldn't we? Right. And wow. That's, and that's a big deal right it now. Is. Is. You know, I told Jackson this many, many times. I said, if your uncle or your brother or your dad owned Dollar General or whatever, we could drive over to North Carolina tomorrow and they'd be fit, fitting him for a, a cup car for Daytona. It's like, hey, we want to give you $30 million. We want him in this car for Daytona. He'd be in it. And that's just what it is, man. Yep. You Would want you? some of that? <laughs> in a minute. 
What are you going to say? <laughs> what so wait, did you just announce something? Are we going to Daytona in February? No, I, I don't own Dollar General. Oh, oh. <laughs> like that, I thought I thought that was an announcement. So uh, I wish I did. Oh, what do we got going here, boys? I don't know. You're in charge over there. Well, hey, man. Mr. Button, button Guy. You love racing. Oh, I like uh, talking behind the wheel with your tail no, on like fire. It. But sometimes getting the green flag is tough. Here's what you need. Bubba's Bout Broke times. Podcast with Jackson and Melvin yeah. McLaren. Along with no. Caleb, they talk with dirt and pavement drivers across the country about the battles they face getting to the track. Bubba's Bout Broke Podcast. New shows every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcast. It's for every fan and for those who live to race and race to live. Check Bubba's Bout Broke Podcast on Facebook for updates. Isn't that beautiful? Sounds mm-hmm. Makes you want to go out and run through a brick wall. Oh, wow. Hey, there's one right there. I got to see it. <laughs> I've ran through a door before. You did do that. Yeah, I did. You got that. Uh, yeah. So, brother, you got any uh, special people or sponsors or anything you want to shout out tonight or anybody that you want to thank for your career in racing or just family or whatever? Uh, Biggest thanks to my wife putting up with me being out in the garage for the last 30 years. You know. You're probably going there when you get off, ain't you? Out of here. <laughs> no, not tonight. I, uh, He's got a 9.30 bedtime. Oh, God. I go to bed earlier than <laughs> That's that. an hour later than me. <laughs> I can still fit in your seat, boy. <laughs> oh, you just got oh, kicked oh, out of the damn ride, boy. You're just getting started, dude. Don't do this now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dead gum, boy. He's he about to throw you out of the race car, You ain't man. been racing for him long enough to do that, I don't think. <laughs> How about this? <laughs> there you go. All right, Melvin, that's enough. Didn't throw, didn't throw I was like, how long does that thing go? Yeah, too long. <coughs> He's going to kick you out of the ride, man. Oh, you can have it. He's oh. just going to take it away from you for a race and then make you sit there and watch, and then you'd be like, okay. And I'm he sorry. wins a race. Did you learn I'm your sorry. lesson? He'll go, to Bristol. He'll go to Bristol and win the race. <laughs> like, I actually am contemplating racing at Bristol. There you go. That'd be awesome, man. Ooh. So let's talk about that. You got an extra car? What is going on with this race team in Bristol? Tell me about it. We, uh, Robbie didn't want to go. <laughs> what? Nothing unusual. I want to go. Yeah, right. <laughs> you see, Robbie no. don't want to go. <laughs> he didn't. And Dylan's not 100% sure he wants to race in it because his luck there has been pretty bad. And and traditionally, when they wreck out there, it's a wreck. He wrecked his late model pretty good. Yeah. The first time they had that, I actually took the car that Cole's driving now down there to race it. And I was driving it myself. Oh, wow. I just. I hadn't been in a car in years, but I just I had to take that opportunity just to Oh, yeah, race. absolutely. And I'm sitting there in the stage lane, fixing to go out on the track, and I said, man, somebody's smoking really bad. Mm. And they come over the radio and they say, oh, three, you're smoking too bad. You can't go oh, out on the track. Golly. Said, well, I know who it was. Is that in practice or qualifying? Practice, yeah. Oh, God. And, uh, what was it? I'd bought the motor. It was a Kimmel Series motor. And uh, I was a friend of mine. And evidently it was... I could never figure out what was wrong with it. And the machinist uh, in Bowling Green told me that uh, when they narrowed the heads for the valves, they went one size too big. And the oil was passing by. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> Put you out of Bristol. Yeah. yeah. Only lap I made was with my truck in the trailer. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. So, have y'all made that decision Sucks. yet? I know Cole, Cole's going to. I think Dylan's pretty much decided to go to 
Okay. And it, well, we're going to be there with yeah. you. So and yeah. we need to get a hotel arrangement wherever you are staying. We want a room, me and Jackson. So book us. Well, I mean, don't book us, but just tell us when you're going to do <laughs> Yeah, book us, pay for it. <laughs> yeah, right. But, <laughs> or book it and we'll pay you for it, whatever. But we want to be a part of that. We'll actually do a show, walk around with our mics. And, it's, it's unbelievable. The first time I pulled in that place, I just... Just oh, Tears yeah. come to your eyes. It's like it's going to Nashville, else, yeah. man. Yeah, I've, I've told him two three times I was going to kick him out of the seat to the American 400 because I always want to run on the big track, too. But I had. <laughs> you just need to build another car and do it. <laughs> well, I actually went and picked up one yesterday that uh, I built the, for Billy. When the, him and uh, two of them wrecked each other at Salem, that's, that's really fun when you have two cars wreck each other. Oh, I remember that. We were there for that race. Oh, my God, yeah, we was. And uh, same lap, the other one broke a rocker stud. It's always the engine, ain't it? up or bottom, you know, higher. Yep. But I've, I've got it. I took it home yesterday, and I was sitting there studying it. I said, you know, you're going to have to buy a helmet, a fire suit, gloves. And just for, we may have something in the fit you. Yeah, a, neck <laughs> a neck restraint for one race. Is it worth it? Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Nashville, man. Come on. <laughs> it's all Nashville's always worth it. So, Cole, uh, the college you're in, tell us a little bit about that, and don't you think this is going to help this race team in the future? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it's everything, and I mean, there's a lot of stuff I wish I didn't have to do before I got to my high performance stuff. But I mean, you got to you got to work your way. Yeah. Um, you got to do some Shakespeare, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, no, there's actually no English class. <laughs> oh, really? Why? Oh, yeah. Well, I, need, I need to sign up for this college. <laughs> you hear that, Nana? Nana, there's no English class in his college. None. <laughs> None. That's a, my kind a, of class it's, right it's there. It's a high-performance racing college. <laughs> no English. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it's a good deal for anybody wanting to get into it, even if you're not into racing now and you want to make something out of it. Uh go i mean it's it's a foot in the door no matter which way you look at it go there you go i told him every welding thing you can do yeah yeah that was welding building cars anything yeah. my hindsight with the welders getting worse and worse oh yeah. <laughs> yeah you know been doing it for 40 something years he's already got a jig you can start building he's the cars got two of them two jigs two jigs wow side by side right now both Dang. cars on them yeah that's awesome so, what are you primar primarily building? I mean, is it you build late models too, super late, or just the street just stock? Stock frame cars. Just stock frame cars. Yeah, I've got a big challenge on one. A friend of mine I built the car for about 17, 18 years ago. His son's going to start racing, and they're going to head to Highland Rim, and trailer got to weaving, and the truck got up on the side, and the car flipped off the truck. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. Who was this? Uh, Jason Floyd. Oh, really? mm -mm. He's, he goes with Philip and then to the racetrack. Wow. Okay, I've got to I've got to fix that and that's gonna be a challenge. Yeah. Well I bet they were heartbroken. Yeah, his son it's gonna be the first time his son ever drove. Oh shoot. If it's for Jason, I probably wouldn't fix it, but for his son, I'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> well there you go, man. <laughs> it flipped wow, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah, destroyed the trailer too. Twisted. Oh my god. Mm. It's been a heck of a race. They were on their way to the track for the first race for him? Yeah. Wow. That's not like our 
our luck one year, oh, no. dude. We that's, could, that's we could definition pick a green flag, there, yeah. man. Mm. Bubba definition. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's next level. <laughs> well, Cole, Cole, tell us about your sponsors, brother, from this year, and then we'll get with Mr. Rick and ask him, who again, who he wants to thank, and we'll uh, – Well, I know who the first sponsor probably ought to be. It better be. <laughs> well, <laughs> put him on the spot. Well, it's the guy sitting here beside me. That's Rick what I was talking about. is 100% of what – I've become, I mean, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be in a car right now at all. So, I mean, he's my back in racing right now, and he probably will be for a pretty long time. Um, of course, Bubba's about broke. Y'all well, we got to have an applause for that. Yeah. Mr. Rick Stamper. Of course, you guys with Bubba's about broke, um, y'all are – more than I ever would have figured that this would have came out to be, honestly. And, I mean, y'all are getting people from across the country like it's nothing. And then y'all come to the track just because to help us. I mean, that's crazy to me and the kid in me that dreamed of being able to do this. Um, You're going to make me cry. We're going to keep doing it, brother. We're going <laughs> to keep doing it, man. We're going to be there for you next year. This table Absolutely. right here is the reason I get to live my dream. And... Boy, he knows how to get some sponsorship money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and then we've got uh, Big Red Tax Service. Uh, we've got SP Carburetors, Russell's Printing, uh, Reynolds Machine. We've got... Uh... <laughs> you got them guys sitting back here. <laughs> Walker's Towing Service. Yeah, Walker's Towing Service and Recovery. Um they're staying on with us and big red tax service of course y'all are too and i'll always have rick on my car as long as i'm in this because i mean he's making this it's happen. my car i'm gonna say you kind of <laughs> have to i think he's required to say that he's like i may put that on there next year i don't know if we have room for it <laughs> thank you we're still gondering up the still all the sponsorships yeah, I'm, that's a good problem hard on me that's a good problem supposed to write this stuff down Put it on his hand like this. Uh. Oh, and uh, I got Ryan Lentz. Oh, junior. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, crazy skill for his age. I mean, he's, he's good. 15 he years is. old. Man, man what are you talking about? Does he work for, like, he does that stuff uh, for Anderson now, I guess, right? Uh, they, yeah. They he, post his stuff anyway. The photographers for Anderson, yeah. and Winchester, and all that. But um, He's got a great gig. He does a great oh, yeah. job. And I love his design work that he was doing was yeah. out of this world. Yeah, he did a couple cars for me on iRacing before. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, Rick. Oh, yeah. What? And all the days Dad has spent working. Nah, his ass. Like, did he say Dad's broke back? Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, was going I thought he was going to say broke back mountain. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was like, okay, Robbie, all right. That's good, baby. Let's That's all up. the time we have tonight. Thank you. Well, he done said it now. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Uh, oh, no, y'all are, are I drifted. It's this drink you gave me, man. <laughs> Damn, Wyatt. I was going to go deer hunting in the morning. Jeez. And I definitely <laughs> got to thank Steve Wyatt. He's he's let us use his garage uh, for I don't even know how long now. And he's tried and tried and tried to give us money, and we're like, dude, you gave us enough. I mean, it's 
the amount of people we have behind us already is outrageous. Yep. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Y'all heard it, everybody. Cole Baxter said he wouldn't have it any other way. We appreciate you, buddy. What is it, Donald? What are you looking for? (laughs) Hey, we're still running drinks out here. Eddie Campbell from the Tennessee Mod Light Mod Light Racing Association is going to step up here in a minute. Go ahead, Cole. What you got? Oh, and then I got Bill over here. He, <laughs> he's wanting to throw something at, and he's real quiet most of the time. And these guys right here. Let's oh, yeah. tell talk about them. Ain't they a big part of you? <coughs> oh yeah. Um, I mean, they've put countless hours in between the garage and the track, and and just they got a whole podcast probably between each of them. Yeah. <laughs> We need to get them on the show. Telling all Cole's secrets. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, everybody behind me, everybody that supports me, everybody tells me that good luck, all that. It's It, it really pushes me forward. Well, that's good, son. We're good. proud of you. Yeah. Bubba's About Broke podcast will always be a part of you as long as we keep going. I mean. Well, I appreciate that, y'all. I mean, that's, like I said, that's, that's my dream. There you go, boys. Cole Baxter, ladies and gentlemen, Cole Baxter, everybody. He's the man. Up and coming race car. He ain't up and coming. He's there. He's there, baby. He's there. Eddie Campbell in the house right here, everybody. Eddie, Eddie's becoming a regular over here. I know, yeah. man. This is his third, I'm about to put him on the payroll. This is his third appearance, I think, right? Whoa, what do we got to do to get everybody, on the payroll? Everybody, this is Eddie Campbell. What? Tell him where he's from. Oh, he's from the Tennessee Mod Light Racing Association. He is a he's the, uh, he's the main guy yeah. from that association, that series. So he's got a banquet coming up. We're gonna talk about that real quick. Yeah, we got the banquet coming up December 9th. It's gonna be held at the Embassy Suites down in Murfreesboro. Uh, recognizing all our drivers for this past year, what they've done. Uh, we've got I got drivers that's a really accomplished lot. We've got two different state champions this past year. We got a national champion. And then we got a series champion. So we're going to recognize all four of them and then our top 10 drivers as well. So I'm looking very forward to it. Naturally, uh, the show is already locked it in. Y'all going to be down there as well. And we're, yep. we're looking forward to that. Bubba's about broke. going to be interviewing the top 10 finishers in the points series. That's right. The series points drivers. Yep. yep. So we'll have them. Uh, it's probably going to be about 20 drivers down there for the evening. Uh, we're going to recognize everybody that shows up. It doesn't matter where they finish throughout the Heck year. Yeah, man. And got a bunch, ought to be. bunch of prizes and everything to get away. Hey, but I, I got to say something real quick. I, I, sitting there, I'm on the dirt side like Jeremy uh, to listen to this asphalt talking and so forth. And the relationship between this young that young driver and, and the, the car builder, chassis builder, and everything, you know. I like hearing that. The, uh, that's good. You need those type of relationships in racing regardless of what what you're racing what uh asphalt dirt cart racing it doesn't matter uh th- i really enjoyed listening to that while i've been sitting here tonight and and, and shout out to them guys man it's awful good all right man. Awesome. thank you eddie i mean i like hearing it that's good i you know, know man i, I wish racing was like it all across the board you know yeah. if, if it yeah. was we would everybody would still be succeeding you know uh it's like y'all mentioned a little bit earlier you know the, the racing across the board everything's dropping we're trying to figure out what to do how to get people involved, how to get, you know, you got to have relationships like what we just had here. Yeah. Those type of relationships, oh, man. it builds it. And, you know, and, and If we could just bridge the dirt and asphalt and let them work together as a team, it'd be unstoppable. We'll, we'll do a race where it's dirt and one and two, asphalt oh, three God. and four. I've said that before. <laughs> you remember, we talked about that. It sounds like man, some rally racing. that be a hell of a track, Rick? <laughs> it sounds like some man. rally 
Harley racing. <laughs> Jesus, buddy. Wonder why nobody ain't done that yet. Because <laughs> it's not. I think smart. we should let I race. Not I think smart. We, I think we should let I racing try it first. Yeah. Hey, what? He's like, yeah, man. <laughs> I think iRacing should try it first, and then if it works, no, maybe you know, it, really. It's been good, though, seeing a lot of these tracks over the last couple of years, uh, a lot of the small bullring tracks, I think, that's asphalt tracks that's made dirt events out of them. You know, that brings, yeah. that brings the fan base from both sides of it. And I've well, enjoyed watching at, that. They did that at Nashville a few years ago. Right, I was part of that. Yeah, I got you to, were. That's I got right. to announce that event. And that's right. That was a blast. I had a fun, fun time down there. That's back when I was doing the announcing gig. I got yeah. to go down there for the weekend and do some announcing down there for that event so i enjoyed it i had a good time haven't made the bristol race yet where they do that transfer from asphalt to dirt i like to go see that one yeah time. they're not doing that anymore that's why they're doing the cra there this year because the dirt's not there anymore in in the spring they went back to the concrete NASCAR okay. race well i mean it's, it's but it was cool it was, it was cool. cool i got to watch it on tv you know i went to the bristol dirt race this year i got to be in the infield and stuff through haas so i got to be in like the nascar i got to go see ryan priest and Go in there. He was NASCAR, hanging out in the big time. NASCAR hauler. He was in the and, big time. Right? Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> he was sitting there with Ryan Priest and his buzz. Hey, bud, what's going on? <laughs> hey, well, that's what you got to do, though. As, I was at the hotel young, watching it on were, TV. Those guys were so, like, they didn't even care. Like, we were in there. One guy was like, can I look in this shelf and see what's in here? And they were like, yeah, sure. So we started opening up <laughs> shelves and just pulling stuff up. There's rotors. There's, like, freaking uh, shocks and spring. It was cool. They didn't care. That's yeah, awesome. It was though. neat. That's, it that, was different. That's just it. You got to have the ra racing correlation across all boards. Everybody getting along together, regardless of what they drive, regardless where they drive, regardless what type of track it is you race on. We need everybody as a collective to come together and all this supported across the board all the way. You know, Bubba's about broke podcast. They do a hell of a job supporting all this and, and giving that shout outs to <laughs> drivers and everything else. And you know, y'all do a hell y'all do a great job, man. And, and uh, what little bit. Y'all let me come in and be part of this. I've, I've had fun with it and I'm enjoying it. And, uh, You're doing a hell of a job. I come anytime y'all want me to want me to come out. Well, we'll, we'll probably be using we'll you a little more. So, but, Jeremy might not be too happy because I. Well, he introduced <laughs> me to you. Yeah, hey, it's, it's all good. him. I'm can, all good with it. I, I'm 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 happy you came. You know, like. <laughs> Get get your stuff going, and you know you're inviting us to the to the banquet and stuff. Like, yeah, it'll be fun. I, I, you know I enjoy it, I enjoy all of it. You know, like I don't care what class you're running in or what you're promoting or whatever. Like, it's 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 all fun to me. You know yeah. what we're eating that night? Tell him filet mignon. What? I was like, what kind of banquet is that? Oh, no, man. Yeah. What kind of banquet are we going it, to? He says he can't spell it, but it sounds, it sounds good. good. And for those that fill it, mignon. Mignon. And for those select few that don't like the meat, we got chicken for you. So. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? There you yeah, go. Exactly. Chicken mignon. I mean, come on. Everybody knows that song. What? Rick, Pink you got Ford. anybody want to shout out, Bubby? And we'll get you back home to your family. I just all the Williams, all the guys that you know, Dylan Oliver, Robbie. Uh, of course, speaking of banquets, Cole's got one come up to Rookie of the Year and see. Yeah, yeah. Rookie yeah. of the yeah. Year. We forgot, we forgot to talk about that. Year. He's the CRE Street Stock Rookie of the Year. Wow, dude, and a winner, and fifth in points, right? Dang. Nice. And King Crabtree, oh, me and him spent a lot of hours in the shop, and of course, Matt. You know, that's that's part I missed most was. All the people that uh, was in the shop when I was growing up building cars are not in this anymore. Yeah. And uh, it's Conrad, time for the young guns. Yeah. And uh, you know, I don't know how many more years I got in me to do this, but as long as I'm moving, I'm gonna keep doing it. 
damn right. Well, I was going to ask, especially after a weekend like the All American 400, how much has your phone been ringing? Yeah. <laughs> Sunday, can we have a car? Can we buy yeah. a car? Sunday, it uh, it rung off the wall. <laughs> I bet it did. <laughs> how many of them wanted to rent your cars for the All uh, Bristol? Some guy that ran the race from Alabama was wanting me to build him a car. Just for Bristol. Uh, no, he just wanted to see oh, the A-car. I got you. And uh, Scott Arrowholder, owns Chucky's car, called me. And, uh, Chucky called me. Oh, there you go. Now you're getting those guys called. Chucky called you. Yeah. Woo. Well, you're on to something. <laughs> <laughs> Chucky's a nice guy. He, uh, his setups don't work for anybody else in the world, though. He runs his car like a go-kart. I mean, they're the stiffest. Really? Yeah. We would try it, and for two or three laps, we were fast, and then it just go away. I guess that's just his deal. That's his time. That speaker, turn that speaker down a little bit. There you go. You know, just family and friends. Just, you know, like I say, I remember going to the races in the late 60s and going to Nashville. And I started going to Highland Ram in the early 70s. And uh, J.W. Rippey's cars were big things back then. Phil, Phil Stillings was, oh, I loved watching that guy drive. That's awesome, man. Yeah. He sat in the back seat. He was about 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Damn. <laughs> he was, wasn't and, he? And like, Sitting by the yeah. gas tank. Yeah. And it looked like he had a steering column out of a, a combine or something. <laughs> Dang. Boy, a combine. Like them old tractors were just yeah. a seat behind it yeah. and go back in. Yeah. Boy, he, he could sure get around that racetrack. That's awesome, man. That's cool. Very well, cool. Mr. Rick, man, we appreciate you so much for coming up here. And, oh, I appreciate y'all having me. And this what, is a cool one. Yeah, man. And what we want to do is capture the history of racers and race car builders like you because, you know, as long as social media and the world's still here, somebody can listen to this 100 years from now. Yeah. So it's captured, and we appreciate you so much. We love what you do for racing and, and who you are, brother. Well, thank you very much. And uh, you. Without you, we don't have racers. So. No. Mm -mm. Everybody, thank you all for Bubba's About Broke tonight and Rick Stamper Racing. Cole, I got one thing to say, buddy. Fire that mother up! Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Everybody had a good speech. Yeah! They did have a good speech. What's my name? Oh, my ears. <laughs> oh, it did. <laughs> Mr. Rich Stamper. In the house!